Hello and welcome into episode 57 of the Just Talk Pod with George Arjour. Today is Twitter Friday. Yay, is what you're supposed to say. Um, as always, going through my favorite tweets of the week from the biggest stories in sports and pop culture. It's a lot of fun. As always, please, please, please go listen to me and my brother's podcast. With that being said, podcast and follow the sportsontap.com for all your favorite sports news. As always, this episode is brought to you by the Sports on Tap. And you can follow this podcast at Just Talk Pod everywhere on Twitter, Instagram. And we've been tweeting out a lot of fun stuff. This is your host, George Arjour. This episode will begin after a short message from one of our sponsors. All right, welcome into Twitter Fridays on episode 57 of a Just Talk Pod with George Arjour. Today, you know how we much we love Twitter Fridays. Before we get started with Twitter Friday, I want to talk about a little bit about something going on on Twitter right now, and I can't believe this is even happening. But Jeff Van Gundy is trending on Twitter right now, and this is a little bit of a fun topic because we haven't had many fun topics here lately. So for me to be able to come out with a fun topic, it's always good. So a man and his girlfriend or his wife, I don't know, how his significant other went to the beach and he posted a, a little like video on Instagram or Twitter, anywhere on social media. I don't, but it ended up on Twitter and everyone's comparing his girlfriend to looking like Jeff Van Gundy. So when I saw Jeff Van Gundy trending on Twitter... I was unpleasantly surprised and pleasantly surprised at the same time because usually if you go to Twitter, you're either like you see someone trending, they did something really stupid and people are really upset and pissed off about them. But this time it's just uh, upset. You're upset for other reasons. Like this guy is probably like, oh, my God, my girlfriend looks like Jeff Van Gundy. So he probably can't unsee that. The girl probably is losing all her confidence thinking she looks like Jeff Van Gundy now. And overall, this is just not good. So. My thing is here, I don't understand, like, Twitter is a bullshit-ass place. I love Twitter. It's, like, my favorite, and that's why we do Twitter Fridays. But it's such bullshit, the people on Twitter. Like, everyone on Twitter is over here telling you to be a good person and be nice and to do all these things that, like, that I don't even know how to explain it. That people are like, oh, you need to do this, this, and this and be a good person. But these are the same people. When they see a girl who looks like Jeff Van Gundy, put her through the ringer, make Jeff Van Gundy trend on Twitter and probably make the girl be like, oh, my God. Hopefully she doesn't even see this, but she will. She's trending all over the Internet because she looks like Jeff Van Gundy. And these are the same people making her trend that are making everyone else feel bad whenever they do anything. So it's just like as I always tell people, don't always get caught up too much in social media and what's going on in social media because half of it's fake anyway and half of it is not even real. And Twitter is not real life. It's I mean, what even though this is Twitter Friday, I think twenty percent of Americans even have a Twitter, and like eight percent of them are even active on Twitter. And then the ultra active is like two or three percent of people that are really like ultra active users on Twitter, like myself. So like it's representing such a small group of people. It's a lot of fun, and you can learn a lot, and it's really good for multiple things. But it's it's also can be a really dangerous place for you to think that it's real life. So. Just my two thoughts on that, but let's get to today's uh, like a little bit of breakdown of what we're going to be talking about on this. We're going to start with Fauci and his fo football, go through some tweets on that. Football helmets, um, 
rendering came out of what football helmets can look like during the corona era. I think they're fake, personally, but always interesting to talk about. Kendrick Perkins versus Kevin Durant. Um, the NBA bubble. And is Oklahoma State football coach Mike Gundy clueless or careless or both? All right, let's start with Fauci football. So we, as always, if you don't know what Twitter Friday is or this is your first time tuning into Twitter Friday, what I do is I find a couple topics I really like, find some tweets about it, and read those tweets out loud and gonna either answer your tweet, give my two cents about your tweet, whatever it might be. So let's get started here. And remember, we're starting off with our first topic of the day, and that's Fauci saying there'll be no football. Or could be no football. The first one is from Fentalk12, Maslin Dude on Twitter. He says, will Ohio State and Alabama play in 2017? Or will Dr. Fauci find a single COVID-19 case somewhere on the other side of a world and cancel football for the seventh year in a row? Uh, for those of you who don't know, Ohio State um, signed up to play uh, Alabama in 2027. I think the same year Alabama also is playing Notre Dame. And for those people who say, oh, Alabama doesn't play anyone in their non-conference schedule. Well, that's true. And they're like, well, then they're going to play Ohio State and Alabama in 2027. Suck it. Well, what's also true is Nick Saban will probably be gone by then anyway, so he's not going to have to play that. You know that Nick Saban is not going to be around for Ohio State in Alabama in 2027. But the point of this tweet I really want to talk about by uh, Maslin Dude Fentonk12 is it's kind of funny that, you know, half the country does feel this way, that, oh, there's one case of coronavirus, cancel everything. And there's another part of the country that wants everything to be uh, shut down for real. It's just pretty funny to me that you have that huge divide. Um, JD will 85 responding to CNN's uh, article that says football may not happen at all this year. Dr. Anthony Fauci warns. He says, I put zero stock in a CNN article from Dr. Fauci talking about football. Another person here who is going, who's part of that divide, the huge divide I always talk about. You have two sides of this country. You have the people who don't want fo- who, who want to close everything down and, and believe everything that scientists and Dr. Fauci and the media says. And then you have the other group of people, which I am somewhere in the middle, but uh, that take no, he says, I put zero stock. And that's what DJ Will 85 says. He put zero stock. Jason uh, Matsuzuki, who is a Dr. Jason Matsuzuki on Twitter, he is a doctor put enjoying a georgia tech football game during the 1918 flu pandemic wouldn't dr Fauci be proud and it's a cool photo of the crowd in 1918 at the georgia tech football game you got to follow this guy dr jason m-a-t-u-s-z-a-k on twitter he posted the picture it'll also be up on our website but it's a really awesome picture of what football looks like with fans in the global pandemic um, and that was in 1918 in Georgia Tech. Now, um, one thing I do want to say here is the reason I wanted to bring up this tweet is more that, you know, this time is really tough. This time is making a lot of people uncomfortable. And a lot of time people feel like this time is unprecedented and, and is never going to go away. But that's all not true. This is proof. 1918, this happened. They were in the stands. They were wearing masks. And it looks similar to what people would be out at the grocery store today. So stay hopeful. Stay happy. Even if, you know, there is no football this year, which I really do hope there will be football. And I think there will be football. And I think we'll see crowds in football personally. It's not going to be like this forever. 
uh, boss of NYC. Oh man, what this guy is called the boss of NYC. He might be the boss of New York. I can't believe I get his. No, I'm kidding, man. If you're listening, once I tag you on this podcast, um, I'm just joshing you. But he says, Doctor Fauci will have to move to Czechoslovakia if football gets canceled, and he might have to because there's going to be a lot of angry people with that. I just thought that tweet was hilarious. Serdek underscore one eight seven on Twitter says, at least Doctor Anthony Fauci hasn't been wrong about on everything concerning COVID-19. But yeah, go ahead and cancel football th- season on his word. Another person who doesn't trust Dr. Fauci. And last but la- not least, AJ Foss 2 says, Fauci better not cancel football season because I'll drop that motherfucker. Well, I, he, I'm sure he's scared of you, Andrew, but that's not the point here. My point more than anything else that I really find very important and I don't feel like is getting enough recognition and enough um, talk about is the distrust of the scientific scientific community and a lot of Americans. Like we, we got to realize this. Once again, I said we don't live on Twitter. We don't live on Instagram. We don't live in a completely left-wing world. We have people on the right who don't believe in this stuff and there's a huge divide and I don't care what... Like what affiliation you have politically, but at the end of the day, we just want to get this right. Like I don't care. I said from the beginning, I thought that COVID nineteen might have been overblown. I turned out to be maybe right because the numbers haven't been as bad as we thought. But now, if we have a second wave, I could be wrong. I really don't care if I'm right or wrong. I just want to get back to normal life, and that's what should be important to everyone. Let's get back. We should be rooting for football to happen because that means we're in a better place than we are today. So I see a lot of people on Twitter, the doomers and gloomers, or who want to cancel everything forever. And I feel like they just want to be right instead of having the world get back to being better. Our next topic of conversation is football helmets. So it, once again, you have to go to the sportsontap.com and look up this podcast under the podcast uh, section of the website. I had, um, they're saying that NFL players, and I'll post this on my, I already did post this on Instagram, uh, the Just Talk pod on Insta, um, a COVID-19 series helmet, and it shows like the, uh, you know, football players, what a helmet would look like. They use the Chicago Bears helmet. It has a mask. It covers the whole entire face with a place to breathe that, you know, uh, almost like a real face mask. So here are a couple of my favorite tweets from this. Taylor Johan underscore Johan seven says, LOL, this is the most communist thing I've seen in a while. No chance this happens. Uh, I like how he called communist. I don't know what's very communist about this. I, I think it's ugly and scary looking. I wouldn't call it communist. WMN007 says, ridiculous. Unless there's a cooling fan there, it's going to cause more problems. Going to have mics and speakers so people can talk in here? That's a good question for me, too. Yeah, players are going to get super hot in there. It's going to be super uncomfortable. I would get even more claustrophobic than I would wear in a normal helmet. And the communication side of things is going to be really hard. How do you communicate to the huddle? How do you actually audible? There's there's a lot of very valid questions asked here by WN007s. Chief fans... Not underscore nine says i want to play football and not halo and that's a great comparison because this helmet does look very similar to a halo helmet uh 90 anias on in tw- twitter says you think people are riding now let dr fauci keep talking about canceling football that was um 
that was should have been during the football tweets. I apologize to that. Um, and once again, th- this helmet, this all ties into the same thing. The helmet looks absolutely ridiculous. So my thoughts here, um, football helmet, if we're going to have football, I don't think players would wear this type of helmet. I don't think it'd be comfortable. I don't think players would be willing to try that. I think there has to be some sort of comfort, some sort of communication availability, and some sort of normalcy to resume football playing. And I think it's going to happen here sooner rather than later. I feel like, and I could be completely wrong, that we might be entering some sort of second wave right now with the coronavirus rather than, you know, just finishing our first wave. So, I mean, I really do hope I am right, not because I want to be right. I'm only hoping that I'm right because I want football to happen i want us to go back to normal i want things to be good in this country and you should too next we're going to get to perkins versus durant all right suppose you don't know um kendrick perkins on espn used to play with kevin durant and he basically called out kyrie irving for wanting to start his own league and said he was doing some really shady things on the phone call and he didn't want to call kyrie out so so Kevin Durant commented on the post and called Kendrick Perkins a sellout. And Kendrick Perkins went on Stephen A. Smith's show this morning and cried. A lot of a lot of crazy stuff here. And I, it's really interesting to me because I actually think there, there seems to be a lot of beef between Kendrick Perkins and Kevin Durant on Twitter. But I thought they really liked each other from their days in Oklahoma City. And I remember specifically on the Bill Simmons podcast where Kevin Durant was saying, Hey, I think you got to get Kendrick Perkins on this podcast. The guy knows his hoops. This guy should be a big media member. I really like Kendrick Perkins, and now him and Kendrick Perkins seems to seem to have this internet beef. And um, I, uh, to be honest, uh, you can't call Kendrick Perkins a sellout, Kevin Durant, because honestly, the def- I, and I first of all, I don't think there's any problem being a sellout in general. And like, you're a good music artist. You got to make your money somewhere, right? Kevin Durant, you sold out by going to the best team in basketball to win an NBA championship. Yeah. Kendrick Perkins might be a sellout for joining the media, but it's the best thing for his career and his life. So the word sellout, maybe the connotation sounds bad, but it's really not that bad. The real Brian Scott on Twitter says he's not the real by he's the real Bryant Scott, not Byron Scott. It says KD Trey Five and at Kendrick Perkins. Now this ain't the time. Y'all get on the line and work this shit out. I agree with you completely. It's not the time for us to be fighting, especially with what's going on with everything in the world. That's just not really the time. Um Jerry Morales who goes under Jer Morales on Twitter, go, says, Ha ha, KD5 Trey left his team, Kevin Durant left his team to join the team that whooped on him and is calling Kendrick Perkins a sellout, question mark. Ha ha, the hypocrisy is real, but props for defending your teammate, homie. And that's one thing that I find important is that Kevin Durant did defend his teammate. Uh, Mascorless Miles on Twitter says, Kevin Durant's two favorite things to do. One, talk shit to about Kendrick Perkins. Two, Drill 25 footers from the left wing in the NBA finals. And that's kind of what I've been alluding to, right? Like, yeah, Durant likes to talk shit and be all over Twitter and stuff. And today we got to remember how good of a basketball player he is, man. And I love Kevin Durant. Um, Coach Monroe 3, who had this tweet popped off, so congratulations to that, said, Kevin Durant to Kendrick Perkins, you're a sellout. Planet Earth, and it's a meme. Once again, this tweet will be on the website of Michael Jordan, like looking at his iPad with his eyes like bulging out, like so confused. Great tweet, my man. Billy Reinhardt on Instagram 
on Twitter again says, I'm thoroughly enjoying the Nets-Kendrick-Perkins rivalry. Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and Wilson Chandler all right in the middle of it. It's a great point, man. It's fun to have rivalries. It's fun. This is why sports and basketball is fun. As long as it doesn't get personal, I think it's really fun. We're going to go to the, since we're on the NBA, we're going to go to the NBA bubble next. Um, then we're going to talk about Mike Gundy. I'm going to try to keep this Mike Gundy. The, the Mike Gundy one's a very interesting thing because I have a bunch of thoughts on it that you don't want to miss because they might be a little different than most of the mainstream media. I'm not going to sit there and defend all right, so let's give this a go about the NBA bubble situation, and then I'll give you my thoughts next. Gary Mo two thousand seven on Twitter says, "Update NHL." So he he's basically saying what the NHL's update would be. Yeah, it's a bit weird, but hockey, eh? NFL tradition is a sacrificial lamb. The games in that matter will be fine. NBA bring the fam to the bubble. Live DJ, comedy, Disney, and playoffs too. The MLB, yeah, well. Oh, maybe no. Great tweet, and it's so representative of what's going on right now. The NFL is going to continue because it is tradition. The sacrificial lamb, completely agree. The NBA, yeah, man, just bring the fam. We're cool. It's all good. MLB, huh? The MLB is really messing up right now. And the NHL, yeah, it's a bit weird, but hockey, hey. I have to say, I love that tweet. All right, so the... Infamous, the DJ said, they're really developing a hotline to report grown-ass men making millions in the NBA in this bubble. Laugh my ass off. <coughs> and yes, they really are. We'll talk about that in a moment. Saeed Youssef F126 says, imagine Dennis Rodman in the bubble in the NBA right now and tell him he got to stay within that Disney bubble for weeks, if not months, and players have access to a nominous stitch line. Now, this would be a great time. They need a reality show with this, man. They completely need a reality show. The Sports underscore burst says the NBA installing an anonymous snitch line in the Disney bubble has to be one of the worst ideas ever. The unintended consequences are endless. And then Kayla Gray, lastly on Twitter, also says if the Disney staff are not subject to the NBA's bubbles protocol, they can freely go in and out of campus. This makes no sense. Once again, agreed with that. Now, the thing here that people aren't realize, this snitch line is kind of funny, right? I mean, people, the D'Angelo Russell jokes came in right away that he was going to snitch on people. But in all reality, man, these guys know they're not going to, unless you're eliminated from the playoffs, you're not going to leave. And who's going to do the snitching, right? You don't want to be a pariah in this league. I know it's an anonymous hotline, but you know Woj is going to get that scoop on who really snitched. And when, so let's say you are playing a team and it's game seven, right? Wouldn't you snitch on James Harden even though he didn't go out? That's another thing. How do you confirm the snitching? Like, oh, yeah, that's, James was out. Maybe he wasn't. And what happens if he's out? Like, oh, game seven, Harden out, left for a restaurant. Well, he'd be going to the strip club. But you get the point. The snitch line is ridiculous. I saw Kyle Kuzma thinks that the tracking rings they're going to wear is just a tracking device. Like, I still am apprehensive about saying the NBA will 100% be back. I want it back. But it just seems like we're getting a lot of mixed signals from players about different things that they want to do. But um, the bubble situation, as I've said in this podcast, is not necessary in my opinion. I think they need to try to get things back to normal sooner than later. But the NBA is really messing this one up. My two cents there. Last but not least, you had Mike Gundy. 
football coach, Oklahoma State. He got in a whole lot of trouble for wearing an I.O. I think it's I.O.N. News Network. I don't even know how if that's the right way. I.N. I.O.N. I think some of these tweets will pull it out. But the point here is I can't believe that Twitter lost its mind so hard about the T-shirt Mike Gundy's wearing. And not because I don't know anything about this news network. I've never watched this news network. I'm not planning on watching this news network. I think IAN, news network. But come on, since when did we care what our football coaches wore or what they watched on TV? And some people are saying it's a racist network. I've never seen it. If it's racist, give me proof. And I might believe you because it, it might be racist. But if it's not, and it's just a very right-wing place, he has the right to be any political party he wants, and we don't need to make everyone be the same political party as us. Because we've gotten to the point where free speech is not free speech anymore. Free speech is only free speech if you agree with my point of view. And that makes no sense. So Mike Gundy wore, wearing a shirt, and he's wearing a shirt to a fishing trip. People don't wear the—they put on a shirt to a fishing trip for the shirt they care about the least. He wasn't going there. He's not wearing it to the to the uh, recruiting visits. He's not wearing it to a ball. He's wearing it to a fishing trip because he doesn't give a shit about that shirt. Probably got it for free and putting it on. That's what you wear to a fishing trip, your free shirt, a shirt you don't care about. For Twitter to go nuts about that was ridiculous. And then for for accusations, accusations of him saying the N-word to players in 1989, that's what Twitter should be freaking out about. And I don't know if it's true or not, And but it was true in 1989 that it was in a newspaper. And I put the clippings of a newspaper on the article on our website because if that's true, that's what Twitter should be concentrating on, not some shirty or they should, if he really did call other players on other teams the N-word, that's what he should be apprehended for and, and you should be critical of. Not that he wore a shirt. Because his political party, by the way, I don't have any kids, but when I have kids and I put them in a basketball team or a football team or a baseball team, my last question is to the coach is, hey, which candidate did you vote for? Which candidate do you, are you going to vote for? Or what party do you support? Mine will be like, hey, are you a good coach? Can you make my kid better? Can you, for, in, as for Oklahoma State, can you get him to the league? Now what kind of fucking shirt he wore or who he votes for? But the acquisitions about the 1989 racial comments are what's interesting to me more than anything else. Because they it's not like the guy came out now. This was in a newspaper in 1989. The tweets I want to go through are Nick, much more, much more. Nick says, Mike Gundy has lost my respect now after taking a knee and apologizing. Shake my head. And I know a lot of people feel that way. That you shouldn't apologize for the party that you support. Now, once again, I've never watched this news network, so I have zero idea what this news network actually represents. Jamel Hill says the plot thickens about the, and I we're get, we're not even going to talk about her. We're going to talk about the response to her. Big Willie Florida says Mike Gundy is who I thought he was. The shirt was bad. The apology was worse. I don't know how he recruits to that hanging over his head, unless he plans on building an entire team of corn-fed white white men from Trump country, which is kind of true because it's going to be really hard for him to recruit now. Even though that's we're going to get to what he said in, here in a moment, which is worse than the shirt, in my opinion. Um, Carson Cunningham said, "Here's what Mike Gundy said about the accusations accusations after the game in 1989." 
I'll read it out loud. Oklahoma State quarterback Mike Gundy played Colorado for the last time in his career Saturday for the Buffaloes. For the Buffaloes, it was one of their last games, too. No, the Cowboys didn't pull up an upset. Colorado won 41-17. It's just that Gundy upset the Buffaloes by allegedly directing racial slurs at several black Colorado players. According to Colorado safety Tim James, Gundy called several Buffaloes the N-word. I can count the number of times he used that word. James said he has no class. There's no place for that in sports. Um... Gundy said it is not true. Go to Sports Illustrated and you'll see that Colorado has gone to face-to-face with everything, rapes, assaults, everything. So he denied it in 1989, but it's coming back today. Um, BJ Jones inside HBCU football says that Mike Gundy's been Mike Gundying for a while, I see. And last, Emma Vigilant says, I hope Oklahoma State's recruiting is devastated because of a racist buffoon that is Mike Gundy. I also hope that college players calling out its peak at what comes to revolt against for a for-profit machine that makes millions of unpaid athletes forced into an exploitive system. And this is where I'm going to disagree. This is not an exploitive system because you're getting fucking scholarships and two people on the damn team might make the NFL and the rest will not make the NFL. So don't give me its exploitive system. They're getting free education. Now, should they be able to make money off their likeness and name? Absolutely. But come on. This is not about the NCAA. This is about freedom of speech. If Mike Gundy wanted to wear a shirt, if the network is not racist, once again, I've never watched the network. We can't jump on everyone for what they wear. But if he did call people a racial slur in 1989, and that is true, that's a big deal, and the media should be concentrating on that. But since we don't have a picture of it, we're, we're going to go look at other things. And that's what the problem is in this society right now. So we're looking at pictures. We don't look at evidence. We don't look at facts. And I have no idea. I do not watch IAN or ION. I don't even remember what the network's name is. But if it's not really racist and you're painting, that shouldn't be the problem. The problem should be what he said in 1989. And if he actually did say it, I think he's going to have a lot of trouble recruiting forever. And I think that Oklahoma State's going to suffer from it for a long time. All right. So that's it for today. Thank you for listening. This has been the Just Talk Pod with George Arjour. Go follow me on Twitter at Georgeur, Instagram at Georgeur. And as always, this episode is brought to you by thesportsontap.com. Follow the Sports on Tap on all media platforms at the Sports on Tap, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Thank you for listening and hope you all have a great weekend. Oh, thank you.